Have you ever wondered what the future holds for the world of work? Well, let me tell you about a generation that is about to shake things up in a big way. They are known as Gen Z and they are soon going to be the most populous generation on earth, making up more than one third of the world's population. But what makes Gen Z so unique? Unlike its previous generations, millennials, Gen Z share completely different perspectives on careers and what success means to them. Their eminent arrival onto the world stage will impact various aspects of society and the traditional ways of working may not be relevant anymore. So what does this mean for employers and the workplace? Let's find out today. I'm your host Meher Sindhu Batra and to help us understand the challenges and opportunities that Generation Z brings, we are joined with us by Dr. Sriharsha Achar, the CHRO of Star Health with over 35 years of experience in talent management and organizational culture across various industries. From transitioning dilemmas like quitting or switching your job to the dreaded career breaks. From make or break situations like negotiating CTCs or handling feedback between peers. To people-related complexities like handling a difficult manager or a toxic work environment. Workwise, we cover it all. Hi, welcome to Workwise with Nokri, a show to help you work better and accelerate your career. Hello, sir. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Wonderful to be here. Great. We are so excited to chat with you today. Um, so, uh, Dr. Achar, I wanted to understand from your experience that the Gen Z have already entered the workforce, like uh, we know, in large numbers, and it's only going to grow in the coming years. And many of these young professionals complain about something called a generational bias. Uh, that is stereotypes, prejudices and assumptions that people hold about these individuals from generations based on their age. Do you think that such a bias, such a generational bias actually exists? And if yes, what do you think are the common biases that you feel Generation Z needs to deal with? Let's first define the characteristics of Gen Z. So that will help better articulate what sets this generation apart from others. Notably, the one generation behind them called the millennials with whom they are regularly confused. So when it comes to the characteristics, Generation Z is very financially focused. Unlike their millennial counterparts who often need to love what they do, Gen Z understands that work is performed for financial reasons. Very straight. Because Gen Z views their job as a means to an end. It's not the end for them. It's only a means to the end. Gen Z is very entrepreneurial, which means we regularly hear these stories of rags to riches that have resulted from the technology boom. Now, whether it is the notable rise of Steve Jobs or Bill Gates from toiling in their garages to accumulating limitless wealth or the recurring stories of teenagers creating apps in their free time, make them overnight millionaires. And Gen Z knows there is money to be made from good ideas. Members of Gen this generation, Gen Z, still prefer to have face-to-face -face human contact wherever possible, especially with people they know. Surprisingly, Gen Z enjoys being with people. And that is the difference between Gen Z and the older generation is the reduced amount of eye contact employed. The younger generation was born with a device in their hands and they simply used to looking down. 
They'll be listening to you, answering you, but they'll be multitasking. Gen Z is very competitive. And the competition is against themselves. And for that, they need mm. validation. They are the generation which welcomes every single change. Today, if you talk about chat GPT, that is the generation that is using it. Diversity doesn't even register with Gen Z. They prefer independence. They like to be on their own. They're not used to being in groups. They want to be heard. So you have to give a fair amount of listening if they want to talk and convey something to you. They can also be a lot like their parents because they have an individualistic focus and a certain level of skepticism. And they're relatively optimistic even if they aren't overly trusting. They're very tech savvy. Yes, they're savvy, but not in everything. They go deeper. So these are some of the biases that one need to you know kind of recognize because these are called stereotypes. Again, the entire Gen Z doesn't have access to all kinds of devices and internet. You take this country called India, the rural area Gen Z and the urban area Gen Z and the metro city Gen Z will be three different characters. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And their local experiences will define their personality traits. So you cannot paint everybody with the same brush. Agreed. Correct? Agreed. So yes. that's the bias that people have. So once they start coming into the workforce, things will change. Because at the end of the day, what do you need at the workplace? Whether it was the baby boomers, whether it was us, whether it is Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, or the millennials which are coming, there are five things that they need at the workplace. Trust, respect, flexibility, empowerment and compassion. The 60-year, the 80-year-old also wants the same thing and the 20-year-old also wants the same thing. So, nazariya, nazariya badlo, nazar mat badlo. Love that. Answer the question. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Yes, yes. Thank you so much uh, for sharing their common characteristics. I think that gives us a better understanding of who they are as people mostly. So, let's uh, let's discuss a little bit about them entering the workforce. Uh, and you, you said that now this generation is coming in. And let's let's talk about from a manager's standpoint. Let's say there is five Gen Z employees that a manager has in, in their team. These managers are the ones who are, have to deal with the newest additions to the workforce, that is the Gen Z. What do you think could be some of the challenges that these managers who are managing the Gen Z will have to face? Now, some insights that I put together for you that impact the current workforce's youngest generation is they must be encouraged to innovate and they need mm -hmm. a work-life balance. They cannot stick to a 9 to 5 or a 9 to 6 regimen. They will start working again. So that, I told you in the first instance itself, flexibility and empowerment. Apart from respect, trust and compassion. Empowerment and flexibility makes them work better. They want their manager to lead by example. Till our generation, technology, we used to follow technology. New technology used to come fast and we had to kind of upgrade ourselves. Now technology is upgrading to their requirements. That is the difference. Now I won't be surprised if one of the millennials asks for a lighter in an iPhone day after tomorrow. He says, I want to light my pipe also. So Apple will have to find a way or Android will have to find a way to build that lighter into that phone. Everything happens on the phone. Why not lighter? They want to focus on themselves. With one, it has to be a one-on-one -on -one dialogue with them all the time. They want to mentor the senior people. 
So people should be, managers should be open to reverse mentoring. They want people to lead with humanity because they are into all kinds of causes. Whether it is wild animals, whether it is stray dogs, whether it is the girl child, whether it is anything. Sustainability and yeah, climate change. Those are also. To invest in them day one. They need a super induction program. They need to know everything on day one. AA, this is what it is. This is what is your expectation. Deliver. And the manager has to be supported. Otherwise, this relationship will not work. For them, work is a part of life. It is not life. Like previous generations. Uh, they work to live. They don't live to work. Very, very impactful statement. They work to live, not live to work. So the manager has to be flexible in his or her management style and has to be very open when it comes to communication because this generation loves transparency. Wow. I could resonate with all of them. Thank you, sir. So I think we've already covered what we think Gen Z wants from an employer. But let's talk a little bit about how organizations, from an organization's perspective, and we, we can even talk about from a leader's perspective, how can they be better equipped to manage this workforce and their unique demands that probably we haven't witnessed before? So many of them. So as I said, managing this group has to be one generation ahead. So if you put somebody who is 60 to manage a group of 20 or some things, it will be difficult. So the 20 somethings need a 25, 28 something. So the team leader should be somebody who has that kind of exposure because he would be or she would be from a generation which is only about a couple of years ahead, who understands the transition that these people would be making into the system, into the workplace. Now, modern day technology organizations, since they are all technically savvy, they would all look for a job in technology. So you might have a problem in other sectors when it comes to the urban population. But that is where the rural Gen Z comes into picture. I'm speaking from an Indian perspective. But again, at the end of the day, the manager should focus or organization should focus on the five things that I said earlier. Respect, trust, flexibility, compassion and empowerment. You focus on these five things and every manager, we need to beat it into him or her saying this is what is required. And this, according to me, is HR common sense. But unfortunately, common sense is very uncommon. So, this problem So, again, they need to be encouraged at work. People need to lead by example. We need to understand their needs. We need to speak to them one-on-one. -on -one. We need to do reality checks once in a way. One-on-ones are extremely important. They have a lot to say. So, you need to have the patience to listen to them. They don't like orders. They like to be told what is expected of them and then let alone. They will deliver it before you can even imagine the speed because they're equipped with everything. Having said that, they also need to be aware that they will not get a similar generation to work for in the organization. When they join an organization, expectations cannot be Mount Everest high. So they will have to tamper that down. Yes, yes. Thank you, sir. Um, I can't help but wonder, is there actually a lot of difference in this generation's ways of thinking and approaching life and in turn work? Because you said the five common factors between you know, that each of us have, like what, as per our values, when we go to work, those five values. So are we actually making a mountain out of a molehill? Is this generation of professionals actually different? Like, is it dr drastically very different? I think they are much better than the previous generation. That's my view. Because they are very, very equipped. I don't care if they have not seen a rotary telephone. If they have not seen a black and white TV or don't know how we used to put a color screen on top of a black and white TV, no problem. 
end of the day, what does an organization require? Performance. You give them five things, they'll give you 50 things. You give them 50 things, they'll give you back 100 things because they are a generation that believes in giving more than taking. They are a generation which believes in the betterment of the world. They are the ones who are talking about climate change. They are the ones who are talking about diversity. They are the ones who are talking about no religion, no focus on that. They are the ones who are going to topple governments in future. And they are the ones who are going to make organizations think about their policies in general. Of course, in organizations, you cannot have a policy for uh, what do you call uh, millennials. But you can tweak your policies so that everybody gets covered under the same policy. Chuttiki policy, it is equal for everybody. It's just that if you give them 30 days of leave, a millennial will end up taking all the 30 days. Somebody else may not take. So don't complain if he takes 30 days because that is a characteristic. Correct? So treat them with that respect. Treat them with that trust. Treat them with flexibility. Give them the uh, empowerment that they want and be compassionate about what they want in life. Their own purpose in life is very well defined. See, they yeah. work hard for it. They'll party hard. You can't complain as management of organizations. You want the best, you give them the best, they'll give you the best back. That's all you want. I love that. Adapt and uh, accept the new generation Absolutely. coming in. Absolutely. It's reality. You can't, you can't wish them away. Yeah. And they come with a skill set that nobody else has. There's a lot of goodness. Of Tap into that potential. Huge potential. Yeah. Just one uh, final question from yeah. me, sir. Um, we talked about how managers can managers and organizations can be supporting this generation Gen Z. But for, for a Gen Z who may be listening to this podcast right now, mm -hmm. what maybe could be a few tips that you could give them to adapt and be flexible and contribute in the organization? If just like fi final few words. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when you come into an organization, instead of being judgmental about the organization, my only suggestion is understand the organization, understand the people, understand the work, and then start suggesting improvements. If you come and say everything is wrong, nobody's going to listen to you. So have that patience. Make sure you make your friends at work, and then you can improve your visibility only by making sure your performance is great. So if your performance is great, automatically you will become visible in the organization and your career progression can happen faster. Don't run behind money because that is not the be-all and end-all of life. Enjoy what you do. Learn every day from people around you. Put in your best efforts. I'm not saying you have to clock in at 9 o'clock and clock out at uh, 8 o'clock. No. Enjoy life. Join organizations that have flexibility and everything has to be earned. So the same amount of respect and love and affection and empowerment that the organization gives you, you have to return it tenfold. So don't ask what the country has done for you or the company has done for you. Ask what you have done for the country or you have done for the company. Company's interest comes first. Your team's interest comes last. next. Your own interest comes last. That is the uh, way the armed forces work and that management theory works well even in today's context because the same, the army also has 21-year-olds joining them today. So they are also changing. Even in politics, you are seeing a lot of youngsters enter. That's why I'm saying this generation is a generation which will change. So welcome, welcome to, to the world of chaos. <laughs> Let's try one here. I love that. <laughs> Five on chaos. Love that. Love that. What a way to conclude. Thank you so much, sir, for joining us today. It's Pleasure. truly been an insightful conversation. And I have learned a lot. And I'm sure our listeners have also learned, both the managers who will be managing managing the Gen Z 
as well as the Gen Z entering the workforce. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. And have a good rest of the day. You too. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Workwise with Nokri. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. Also do share this with your friends who'd benefit from this episode. I'm your host Meher Sindhu Batra and you are listening to Workwise with Nokri, a career podcast from nokri.com produced by Wine Studio. <laughs>